Can't remember how to shine? Lost your confidence? Your fight? We've got you. For faith, fitness, and friendship collide for women, by women, this is the She Rugged Podcast. I'm your host, mom, pup mom, athlete, and life performance coach, Michelle Yates. Hey, uh, I am back with your bonus episode number 3.5, Living in Your Thrive Zone. I recently pulled the She Rugged Facebook group. If you're not on that, head over there, get on that, because they gave me some great insight on what they wanted to hear about, specifically exercise and nutrition. So I created this episode to further guide you in those ingredients. Yes, I said ingredients, because you need ingredients for your Thrive Zone. To thrive means to grow vigorously, do well, flourish, let your light shine. So how do we thrive and not just survive? How do we protect our thrive zone? We must protect it because otherwise, you know, the devil will find his way in. And not only that, there's people called soul suckers that suck the energy right out of you. What are those thrive zone ingredients then? There are four of them. Your spiritual health, physical health, mental health, and emotional health. And you have to have directions to create this Thrive Zone. So you have the ingredients now. You know what those ingredients are. Again, spiritual, physical, mental, emotional health. You have to take all those aspects into consideration in order to create your Thrive Zone. Give me the directions, Michelle, because we all know about those Thrive Zone ingredients, right? But how do we actually apply them? How do we actually really dig deep in order to find success and create our Thrive Zone? So two things, healthy habits and structure to our days allows for us to set ourselves up for success. Fantastic, you say. Yeah, I know. I hear you. Easier said than done. Once again, One of the things that I would recommend as far as building healthy habits and creating structure into your day is boundaries. We need boundaries. These protect our time and our energy, but also our spirits. Going back to the soul suckers again, they're there. So you need to be sure that you do not let those in for any reason because we don't have the time and energy. Boundaries provide space for grace, exercise, nutrition, sleep, relaxation. They help us live our best lives. Now, how do we have time for all of that and soul suckers? We don't. So be sure that you are calling on God on a daily basis to not only achieve your goals, but to surround yourself with not so soul suckers. We don't want those people in our lives. We want to avoid the soul suckers, people. Okay, so you get it. But just a side note, God said daily bread. He didn't say weekly bread. He didn't say monthly bread. He didn't say whenever I feel like it kind of bread. He said daily bread. And that means coming to him on a daily basis, starting your day with him, helping him help you enforce those boundaries and build those healthy habits and keep the structure to your day, not just allowing the soul suckers to come in and sweep you away. And the soul suckers are constantly bringing their negativity into our thrive zone, right? How many people do you know that 
you know, have rubbed you the wrong way that day or, you know, have stormed by you when you were running, you know, and they almost hit you in their car. And you can choose to let that negatively impact you and eat you out for the rest of the day. I am totally guilty of this. I will say that is a pet peeve of mine and I definitely give dirty looks, but I've been trying to work on it. But whether it's social media, people, the news, or even other things that we might idolize, those are soul suckers. Build some barriers with God so that not everything will get in to your thrive zone. Don't let the negativity get in. You don't have control over certain things. You don't have control over what people do, but you do have control over you and your spirit and how you respond. And this is where a lot of us really need to call on God and hold our tongues or our fingers at the people driving by too fast that almost hit us or the soul suckers. We know about setting boundaries on the lower end, not trying at all because we're discouraged. But what about exceeding the boundary line on the other end of the spectrum, doing too much, constantly pushing and forcing things to happen? This is where we create the thrive zone, not just the thrive lane. A great example of this is actually like a rainbow. So at one end, you have your lack of will. Let's say exercise. You don't have the motivation to even start working out, eating healthy because you fear failure because you think that you are going to failure because maybe in the past that you have. But now we can take it to the other extreme and you're stretched too thin. You're overtrained. You're overworked. You're overstressed. You're constantly trying to perfect things. So there is the thrive zone. You have that middle part of the rainbow that is the most colorful, the most beautiful, the most thrive action that you can possibly live. And you don't focus on unrealistic expectations to get that big pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And you don't not try either. You only need faith as small as a mustard seed and calling on God daily to help guide you and direct you in that daily bread, in that daily guidance is what is going to help you live your best life in your thrive zone. Proverbs say a person who doesn't rule his spirit is like a city with broken down walls. I can give you a personal example of this Again, going back to my health stuff, I know, I know I'm already sick of talking about it. I'm sure you're sick of hearing about it, but it's a great example because it was a hard lesson learned. So on one end of the spectrum, if you don't advocate for yourself and if you don't make the effort to understand your health problems, to ask doctor's questions, to prepare for your appointments, to follow up from your appointments and that's no good. Not trying is not good. But then at the other end of the spectrum is what I was doing. I was pushing and pushing and pushing and just drowning myself in all of these researches and um, any information or education I could get and making the doctor's appointments that I could get and just constantly having this drive to figure out what was wrong or how I can best live in my thrive zone Um, with some of the information that 
the doctors would give me, but it became too much. I was driving and spending time at the doctor's offices for almost four hours a day for four days a week sometimes. That's ridiculous, out of control. It was like another full-time job. And that is at the point where I don't want to say, give up, quit, don't try to educate yourselves. I'm just saying there are boundaries on both ends of the spectrum for certain aspects in life. And there's only so much that you control and there's so much that you can give to God. And at that point, when you're crossing that boundary line, either below it or over it, you need to give that to God. And in the middle Ask for your daily bread and reach out to him to keep you going in the right direction in your Thrive Zone, excelling in life, living your best life, not letting the soul suckers get to you, whether that be below the boundary line or above the boundary line. Now, the second thing I have to say with boundaries is making sure you are chunking out your day. If we break things down into smaller goals, then we can realistically work our way up the mountain with baby steps to achieve some of those smaller goals. Now that we've established some boundary lines for our Thrive Zone with our nutrition, our sleep, and our exercise, we need to structure our days in order to meet those needs and provide the time that they require. And not only time, but again, that energy management aspect of where you can fit everything in time-wise, but maybe you will not have the energy to do so. So being realistic is part of all of this. My second philosophy on this is chunking out your day. What do I mean by chunking? I mean breaking it down into those smaller goals. And for example, the new year, you may have had like this big, large goal that you wanted to achieve and you're looking ahead, but it can be super daunting because you have all these months in between and you have all these little goals and it just seems very overwhelming. So in order to set yourself up for success, I consider breaking down the year into quarters. I like to do 90 day periods and then breaking that down into monthly goals and then breaking that down into weekly goals and then structuring your day with chunking on a daily basis and taking it one day at a time in order to make those baby steps count towards those larger goals. And we all know that there's going to be challenges and you can make these quick tweaks whenever you have this structure set in place. It will just be easier to pivot from what's working and what isn't working. For instance, your goals are those mentioned above in the Optimal Thrive Zone. They include the exercise, the Bible reading, the meditation, the gratitude journal. The CDA recommends 150 minutes of moderate intensity aerobic exercise each week, along with two strength training sessions. That is also, in my professional opinion, what I would recommend as a minimal to be heart healthy, to maintain any kind of health status that you may need. But that's about 22 minutes of cardio a day, and then again, two full body strength workouts a week. And I do recommend at least three times through sets of anywhere from 10 to 20, depending on your goals. If you want to build larger muscles, then you want to have a heavier weight and lower repetition. So 
for the leaner body look and the more fat burn, you really want to go with the higher repetitions and lower weight or even just body weight. So 15 to 20 of maybe some body weight squats. Anyways, going back to that, I want to say that exercise isn't a luxury just to look good. It is important. It is important to God. He considers our physical health just as important as our spiritual health. So my point there was that this isn't just about looks or even maybe how you feel. It's important to God, too, that you take care of your physical body. And many have the impression that God is concerned only about the salvation of the soul, but it's not correct. It's distortion. His interest involves every aspect of our being, our emotional health, our spiritual health, our physical health. Regular exercise puts your body and soul into this mysterious relationship that you have with God to see him clearer, to have him help you, guide you clearer. It relieves stress. It provides grace space and meditation for him to speak to you. I know personally for me, I love running because it's my time for meditation. It is when I talk to God. It is when I talk to animals too half the time. (laughs) But I also really utilize that time to spend with God in nature and find a deep relationship with him. Okay, 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 Michelle, we get it. Exercise is important too. So How are you possibly going to fit this in? Because I'm sure your days are not so crazy, just like mine. And now you're trying to add in this spiritual, this health, this emotional, all this kind of stuff. And before, all I had to worry about was work and food. So what the heck, Michelle? How do I do this? So I just want to let you know that first of all, people who get their workouts in in the morning are 66% more likely to be successful at their goals. Why? Obviously, we wake up, we get it done. We have that structure. We have those boundaries set up. We get the job done first thing in the morning, and then we don't worry about it. We don't let things get in our way. Consistency is key. So even if you are running on low energy, or you wake up and you're super tired and you just want to hit that you know, snooze button over and over again, get up and try to at least do something physical. Just start walking. It doesn't have to be what you actually planned. You can compromise sometimes. However, consistency is what you should first be shooting for. And again, your strength training is absolutely imperative. It will keep you from having someone wipe your butt when you're 80. And it is not a luxury thing. It is a requirement or should be a requirement for yourself. And a lot of us have that mama guilt or that data guilt. And I'll get into that in a future episode. But that's the thing is it's not a luxury item. It's a priority. It should be a priority for you to take care of yourself your kiddos will learn from you too. So as they get older and they need to start taking better care of themselves and implementing exercise, health, fitness, spiritual, Bible study, all of this, they will see, oh yeah, mom did that too. And it's not ever too early to provide some of that structure already for them. No, I do not agree with young kids doing marathons or anything that is high volume or heavy lifting. Their bodies are still developing and physiologically this can hurt them. So be mindful of that. Kids are incredible. They absolutely can go out and run a marathon. Their bodies are, you know, just mobile. They are strong. Their brains are determined and 
they can do it. It just doesn't mean that they should do it. Just like we can do some things, it just doesn't mean that we should do some of those things. So going back to chunking one last time, I suggest sticking to four to five chunks in a day. I suggest doing an early morning chunk and then a later morning chunk, an afternoon chunk, and an afternoon fourth chunk with an evening chunk. Okay, all these chunks, right? So that was five chunks. So chunk one is, for example, 6 a.m. I wake up, I do daily prayer, I brush teeth, I throw in some gym clothes. 6.15, I feed the pups, I get the kids ready, I grab a little something breakfast for myself. 7 a.m. Strength training if your day includes that. 7.45. Jump in the shower. 8.15. Take the kids to work. Go to school. Snag a healthy protein bar, smoothie, shake, something. Make sure you have your lunches. Always be carrying a water bottle with you. That's a great thing to teach your kids to. Number two. Chunk number two. I work, work, work. I have lunch at X time, which on here I have 11 a.m. So at Chunk number three in the afternoon, 1 p.m., snack time. You don't want to go longer than two to three hours without eating. Work some more. Chunk four, leave work at 3 p.m. to pick up the kids. Take the kids to practice. Drop them off at this time and this time. Head home, prep dinner from 4 to 5. Pick up the kids. Then have dinner at 5.30. The final chunk of the day, we have pick up the dishes, do the dishes, organize the house a little bit, 7 p.m., start getting the kids and yourself maybe ready for your nightly routine, you're playing calming music, you're turning the lights down low, you're signaling to yourself, to your kids, to your husband, to your dogs, that it is time to relax and start winding down for the night. 7.15, maybe they're doing your Bible reading with some meditation and journaling. And then at 8, you're saying prayers with the family and you are heading to bed. Now, obviously, I, that was a quick run through and there's a lot of playtime in there. It's just an example for you. Again, just to sum that up, you have five chunks of the day. Try to break those down into exact times on when you should do things. Now, some people have part of their day chunked already, such as I have to be to work at nine o'clock. I have to leave by 8.45. You know, I have to be in the shower by 8.15. But try to fill out the rest of your day so it's easier for you to also see where you have those soul suckers. So I'm not just talking people here. I'm talking the social media time that you're blowing your exercise time on from scrolling through social media. Or maybe you're not ever reading the Bible or getting in your Bible studies or even praying or talking to God to help you in the mornings because Right away, you wake up and you're not doing anything until you get your coffee. Well, that's fine. But while you're drinking your coffee, then read your Bible study and just make sure that you actually put that in to your schedule. Actually write it down because all of this, again, will help you see where you have some of that empty space that you can actually apply the exercise and apply your nutrition and Bible study actually wind yourself down to get a good night's rest so you can start the day a little bit earlier to get things done. So now you know what you need to do. You have an idea of how to do it. 
you set your boundaries, and you start chunking out your days. And you set up your goals so they're realistic, and you make sure that you're not going too far over the end of the spectrum and not too far under. And living in that Thrive Zone, creating realistic goals for that Thrive Zone. So I have one final action item for you, and that is, of course, to be able to work through your chunking system and create your schedule. This week on the She Rugged blog post, I will have Thrive questions that will help guide you through creating some realistic goals as well as setting boundaries in what it's going to take in order to achieve your goals so it can set you up for better success. Head over to the SheRugged.com website, check out the blog post, and you will find them on there later this week. So look out for that. And if you are loving this stuff, please follow us on Instagram. Join our Facebook group because I post a ton of videos and recipes and nutritional information on there. And also please leave me a review on here and you can comment, you can send me an email, let me know what you want to hear about. This next episode, we are going to talk about fear of embarrassment and it is a good digging deep kind of uncomfortable sort of thing that will help you recognize your fear of embarrassment and where it is coming from. Thanks for listening. Brain clutter can add up fast. Find your fight with our She Rugged Empowerment Program. Sign up for our newsletter and get free tips for eating healthy when traveling. Go to our website, sherugged.com and share the love. Subscribe, share, and leave a review for our monthly giveaways. Thanks for listening. Let your light shine.